eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball is not boring. Once again, one of the people who makes it so is Rich Hill. A frequent visitor, players only, players only day. Anytime Rich is on, it's players only day, whether there's another player on or not. Last time it was Plowacki, now it's just Rich. Yeah. But Rich, you're a player, I am not, so it's players only. So there you go. So, Yeah, well, thanks for having me on again. And I I know I've uh, last week was absent. Uh, we were we were in uh, Maine uh, for the uh, Turkey Day, um, which I managed to uh, – screw that up pretty well um because i had to i, I was like nope i got this i'm gonna deep fry the turkey it was a nice 12 and a half pound turkey had to put it back in the deep fryer how many times do you think i had to put it back in how many three three thing came out like a bowling ball when i was done it was unbelievable it was like the grizz was, oh, so it was thanksgiving so, to me. everybody was very kind huh was it edible yeah yeah, no, it was great at the end of it, but it was just like, okay, this is what 
you know, you, you, you go on YouTube or whatever. Okay, I'll follow the directions. I'll do exactly what it says. I heated the oil to whatever it was, 375 or 390, whatever it was. Put it in there, you know, three minutes a pound. It comes out, go upstairs, looks beautiful, cut into it. WTF, it's like raw. You know what I mean? And then so I'm like, all right, back to the deep fryer, put it in another, you know, whatever, five, six minutes, pull it out. Yeah, we're not there yet. Ah! <laughs> so <laughs> it, it turned out, look, at the end of it, it was fine. It turned out great. Um, and it, it was good, but I, I, yeah, so, but we were in Maine, went up there to go, uh, uh, our son was snowboarding and, and my, uh, my, uh, nephew, uh, snowboarded and, and my brother skied, my wife skied. So, uh, I did not do, uh, either, uh, no. I just enjoyed the views and the, and the mountain and, and uh, the lodge. So it was all good, uh, good vacation, but yeah, I missed last week. Uh, it was absentee, uh, absentee. It's all right. Uh, you you know what you paid uh, it paid off in a great uh, deep frying turkey story. So deep, that's deep fried bowling ball. That's, that's exactly. Did you? I, the last question I have about that is: Do you use like the long stick to like dip it in? So if no, it does go up in no. flames, that you're sort of protected from it. Yeah. So I I, I have a uh, it's an electric uh, deep fryer. Maybe that was my that maybe that's the issue because it was an electric deep fryer. It's one of these like you know uh non you know you're you're pretty safe if uh oh, okay. it's pretty tough it's pretty tough to screw it up but uh yeah i wasn't dropping it from the roof uh putting it in the pot with a you know let's see if we can get this half half thought out turkey in there and see how much how much uh, oil we can get to explode <laughs> well i mean <laughs> I mean, that's good because there's never, as we've we've said, we've had uh, various players end their careers or have their careers derailed because of freak accidents. I, I do not. I you you have great things ahead of for you. So I do not want you to say to have the news come across the wire uh, on this slow, slow, slow hot stove season up until the winter meetings. Rich yeah. Hill, free agent pitcher, Rich Hill uh, will not be available. Not because of an arm injury, but yeah. because of a yeah. deep fried turkey incident. So right, yeah, yeah, I would have been, yeah, myself and Jay Leno, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, trying to figure out what we're doing in our in our yeah. in our garages. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's all about: figuring out what you're doing in garages, throwing yeah. a baseball, and deep frying turkeys. Um, exactly. All right. Well, uh, so I want to. We have the winter meetings coming up. And, you know, there's so much we I always enjoy talking with you, obviously, about everything when it comes to baseball. But a, a big part of it is that you have perspectives and experiences that I don't. And one of those experiences is actually being signed at the winter meetings or agreeing mm -hmm. to terms and then having a press conference at the winter meetings. So, Rich, what I want to do is is something that. Honestly, even a lot of free agents guys who have signed during the winter meetings don't have the experience of the anatomy of a press conference at a winter meeting. There, this used to happen yeah. all the time, like a lot more. I remember mm -hmm. going, this is going back a ways um, when the Blue Jays signed AJ Burnett. I remember that press conference. Remember mm -hmm. when he signed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think. Well, Evaldi was that Evaldi was your year that you signed, 2000. Was it right? No, no, that was the year be after. Uh, no, he he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was 17. He was he was uh, must have been 18 or. But I remember he, he, right? he comes in in his suit and you know does this whole thing and everything else. 
And everyone's standing around to give you an idea from the media perspective of the winter meetings. Everyone is standing around this lobby talking yeah. to whatever agents they see. And it's just like you're checking your phone and you're standing around the lobby and you're waiting for something to happen. And when a press conference does happen, which another one I'm going to mention, I remember Jared Saltalamacchia with the Marlins. He, he yeah. yeah, that's right. And yeah. when something does, when a press conference is going to happen, it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. We get to go to a press yeah. conference. Right. Yeah. So let take me through going back to the year. What that that year was? Um, two thousand uh, two thousand seventeen. Seventeen, correct. Yeah. Two thousand seventeen. So you're coming off the year with the Oakland A's. You have a really good year on that one year contract. Now you reestablish yourself. You know you're going to free agency. You're going to get a good deal. Take me what you remember about le- first of all before we get to the actual going to the winter meetings. What you remember about leading up to the winter meetings, what you remember about that feeling? Well, I mean, there were, there were, you know, fortunately uh, there were a lot of uh, competitive offers on the table and, and the Dodgers being able to, to separate themselves from the field and having that opportunity to, you know, in the first time in, in our baseball journey to sign a multiple year deal was, was huge. I mean, you know, it's something that at 37, uh, as we just saw with with uh, Jose Abreu uh, a couple days ago, signed for three years at 36, uh, going to be 37. Um, I think it's a great thing for the game because you're starting to see uh, older players who are contributing and and not only contributing but contributing in a in a major way that are are going to be respected throughout the league um, at a certain age for for you know other players that are going to come because everybody's eventually going to get older, right? It's not like you're going to be uh, you know, a 30, 30 year old free agent forever. Um, so, you know, leading up to that point, obviously knowing that, um, the 2016 season was, was, was really a great season from a performance standpoint, but also, you know, the, the, the back end of that season was to be able to perform in the postseason. And I think a lot of times that what bigger clubs and, you know, a lot of clubs for the most part are looking for are, you know, you, you get that experience in the postseason and then you're bringing that experience into the locker room to pass on the knowledge to the other players who haven't had that opportunity to perform, um, you know, under that stage. So the benefit of that, you know, becomes more appealing to multiple organizations because you have that knowledge of, um what you went through or what you experienced to uh, pass on to other players. And, you know, that that's extremely valuable, um, you know, in a clubhouse. So leading up to that point, that was something that we had been, you know, getting traded from Oakland to LA um, and understanding, you know, the, the kind of, you know, the, the, the odds and um, I think what is at stake every single time you get the opportunity to go out there and play are great. So if you take it as that, as a player from the player's perspective, um, you know, there isn't any market that's going to be too big to play in. If you understand, you know, Hey, whether you're in Oakland or you're in New York with the Mets or the Yankees or, you know, LA Chicago with the Cubs or the White Sox and Boston, um, you know, the biggest markets, if you're in Pittsburgh or you're in, Kansas City, it's no different. Um, and we've mentioned this before, and this is, you know, the mindset of, of a competitor where it's, you know, if you're on the backfield of a, 
uh, spring training facility, you're going to pitch the same way as you would or compete the same way as you would uh, in a, in a world series game. So it makes it the transitional um, aspect of, of competing is, is seamless. Uh, and I think that's one thing that was, was very fortunate in that 2016 year to be able to experience is going to the postseason and deep into the postseason. That was the year the Cubs finally broke the curse and, and won the World Series. They beat us in the NLCS to move on to the World Series. But having that experience, I think coming back to L.A., they knew that, OK, this is a guy that performed in that, you know, that stage and the biggest stage. And, and, and we would like to um you know, have that back and, and bring that experience into the clubhouse. So, but leading up to that, uh, was exciting. Uh, and I think that one thing that just like a fan, uh, in the same experience is buying a ticket for the emotion. You're also looking for that emotion in a press conference from the player, from, you know, the media side, they want to see that emotion. And, and this isn't something that's, you know, cooked up or uh because you can see it when it's real or when it's false correct i mean you guys can see the genuineness or you can see the you know this this is bs is this kind of like you know doing this or floating through or saying the right things just to say it uh as opposed to somebody who truly you know uh, appreciates and has a genuine gratitude of of what this means and that that's that's really was a situation for myself uh, in that winter meeting with uh, my wife, Caitlin, and, and and our son, Bryce, being there. I think it was, you know, something extremely special for all of us. And, um, you know, it's something that I'll, I'll never forget and, and they'll never forget. You know, the only thing that I can compare it to is uh, giving an interview in, in the World Series, you know. And, and to be honest with you, even the scale of that wasn't as big uh, in the in the – in the scale of it and the size of how many media members were there as it was, um, in, in a, uh, you know, in a, in a free agent signing at the winter meetings. Well, let me take, let me take you back. Um, like you said to you prove yourself and, you know, there was like a flurry of proving yourself for the last few, the, the years leading up to that culminating and punctuating with, like you said, in terms of doing it on the big stage, now you hit the open art market. Now you're going into free agency. Now is your chance at the age of 37 after all the years to get your deal. Um, and and you know the winter meetings is sitting there. Like you're not saying, I don't think that uh Sam and Seth Levinson are saying, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna absolutely we're gonna time it out where we're gonna get you a deal and then you're gonna have a press conference at the winter meetings. But yeah. you go through that offseason, um was it when you start hearing the offers, when you start hearing the interest, what's that, what was that like? And how many, it, was it, was it, were you surprised by it? Were you excited by it? Were you like, what is the feeling of it being in that spot for the first time of actually having these teams not to say, Oh yeah, you know, we'll give you a one year yeah. deal for whatever. Yeah. I, and I think that's, you know, obviously uh, mentioning um sam and seth and keith and peter and and the whole aces team that you know had been able to uh orchestrate this deal and 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 listen to multiple offers across the entire platform of major league baseball and all of the teams that were able to um you know kind of throw their hat in the ring so to speak was was huge and i think that's it speaks 
from their experience and understanding how to create a market and also how to create, um, you know, competition in that market. And that's something that, uh, you know, speaks volumes to, to what experience really means in this business. And in any business, it doesn't just have to be baseball. It could be any, uh, anything that we do, the experience is very, very valuable. So, um, and you know, that's something that, um, with that and with, with the team that, that, um, you know, Seth and, and Sam and, and the whole group have is so valuable to the player, uh, benefited, you know, myself and, and understanding that the performance was there as well. So when you have the performance and you can have, you're going to have teams that are going to be, you know, excited, they're going to be involved. Uh, they're going to want to go to, you know, a certain amount of years and a certain amount of uh, value on that contract. Um, and you're also going to have a lot of teams that aren't going to want to do it. So they're going to be out. So you're creating a market. Uh, little by little, and as 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 it comes down to two or three teams or four teams, you know now you have to make a decision as a player to to find out where where you really want to go. And in doing that, we we felt most comfortable going back to LA because we were there. But but also from you know my perspective as as a competitor, seeing what they were putting together, and Andrew Friedman and 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 the rest of the front office were putting together in LA was a winning championship club. Um, you know, and that's, that's something that as a competitor, uh, you want every single day is to go out there and have an opportunity to, you know, win that game on that day. And then also put yourself in a great position to, uh, win the division and then get an opportunity to go into the playoffs to win the world series. Um, but as, as a, as a, you know, the point from having the, um, you know, the, the offers come in and, and, and saying, wow, this is, this is, you know, it's exciting. It's definitely exciting because you're looking at contracts that are, um, you know, from a financial standpoint can be life changing. And, um, but understanding that the work has been put in and you really realize that this entire time, it's never been about the money. It's always been about the, you know, the joy and the, and the passion for the game. Because if you're doing it in anything, this is what I really believe is for the financial aspect of it, you're not going to, you know, push through the downtimes and the injuries and the, uh, you know, the failures to be as successful as possible. And that's, and that's one thing that you, that I realized um, as we got to this point in free agency for really the first time you know, not being non-tendered or not just being like ripped out of the seat and thrown to the curb, which, you know, happened every year up until that point, really. Uh, so it was, it was always a continuous battle of understanding, you know, here's another, you know, non-tender or, uh, you know, we'll talk to you later in the off season and we'll see if there's room for you or um, what, whatever the scenario might've been. It just, you know, being more of a, you know, important piece for teams to see as a free agent pitcher um, was something that, uh, you know, from, from the, from my standpoint is that, okay, the work, the time and the effort uh, you put in ends up paying off. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's, it's not about the, the value or the money. Mm. Now that's a byproduct of all that. It's a byproduct of all that, but it just reinforces, you know, um, you know, why, why you should do all those things in the first place. If you, if you're doing what you truly love to do. What, what do you remember about, I can't remember what day, 
What what day of the winter meetings? So typically the winter meetings, you go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Everyone leaves on Thursday. Yeah. Um, was when what day do you remember agreeing? I don't know if you remember this, but what day do you remember sort of agreeing to it? Okay, we're gonna fly out to where was it? Which where was it that that time? I think it was Washington. Yeah, it was in Washington. Oh, Washington. I yeah. do remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna fly out to Washington. We're gonna have this. Did what do you remember about sort of that week? Was it was it was it, hey, you know what? We want to make a decision now. This is the best offer. This is the best place. All of that was that a few days before the press conference, or was it just a flurry of twenty four hours? Uh, it was a, it was actually like the week before, and oh, then okay. it was like a it was like a, a Wednesday or a Thursday that we agreed, um, and then you know uh, knew knowing that the next so there would be probably around this time, and the next week was the was the uh, winter meetings, and they wanted to announce it the week prior, or I'm sorry, the week uh, after. Um, I think it leaked and it got out and then it was in the news or whatever. Um, but, you know, still, it didn't really deter away from it. wasn't really. It couldn't, you know, have, hey, it couldn't have been rich, so it couldn't have been that far away from when the press conference was. I mean, you know, I it probably held the news probably held without being leaked for a little bit. If it got if I mean, you agreed Wednesday or Thursday, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That it, it held that long, be honest with you. I think I think it held until probably you know uh, fr- uh, Friday, uh, mm-hmm. and then it came out or the Thursday, excuse me. Um, and then I remember just going out actually, so working out on a Monday, and then finding out because I hadn't told anybody, but going into the gym, and then a couple of the the guys that working out with were like, "Hey, congratulations!" And I was <laughs> like, "Oh man," because my my uh, my. Uh, uh, social media or, you know, uh, Twitter, um, I don't know, whatever you want to call it is, is not very high. So my <laughs> IQ is low <laughs> on all that, but well, so so I didn't is... know it was out there. No, yeah. go ahead. No, I didn't know it was out there in, oh, okay. you know, uh, in the whatever social media world. So I, you know, okay. So then we left on a Tuesday morning, I believe to get there and then did some, you know, obviously media stuff with like MLB network and, and then had the, I think it was the press conference in the afternoon. Um, and then stayed that night and went home the next morning, but you know, it was very, it was, it's just, it was interesting. Uh, I think the whole process of it, the, the understanding of how, and I, and I also think that from, you know, uh, ACEs, uh, standpoint with Seth and Sam and Keith and Peter, they understand what that moment means to a player in their career. Uh, to be quite honest with you, it's, it's, um, yeah, it might be, um, kind of a, you know, just a, uh, example of, you know, something that is, is, uh, what would you call it? Just, uh, like a formality. Like this, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a formality, but it's also um, it's you know, meaningful. Uh, meaningful, it is because you have you know time to reflect. You have time to uh, you know be there with your family and understand. Wow, this is a culmination to a certain point, but also knowing that you know there's a ton of work to be done. Uh, but you understand that the work needs to be done because of what you've been doing to get to this point. So um, by putting in the work before and then okay this is something that will have to obviously continue it, it doesn't there's no variation or change just because something else was inserted in there 
Um, you know, you can take that away and, and, and what stays the same is the day-to-day process. And we, you know, that's something that whatever it might be, that's why the financial side of it shouldn't have anything to do with the passion and the, and the, and the love and the joy of what it is. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that you're still, the fact that you're still going is an example of that. And and before I get to the, the dynamic of actually flying to Washington and showing up, was it, what do you remember about actually pulling the trigger on the decision? Because like you had already said about all the merits of the Dodgers, right? Yeah. You, you know what they're building. They're going to win like mm-hmm. a three. It's a, it's a three year deal. I don't know if there was another team that came in there with a three year deal. Like, how do you get to the point where you're like, okay. And I know that the Aces guys, they're, 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 doing everything they can to maximize the deal, which is what their job is. But how? what do you remember about, was there a decision between teams? Um, was there, it's like, we're going to make our decision by this point. What do you remember about actually making the decision? Yeah, I mean, there was, the separator was the final year on the on the contract. Everybody else was really at two years and, and you know, LA had gone to three. So, you know, that was, that was kind of made it pretty cut and dry. Um and obviously, like I said before, they were building something and putting the team and once, and I, I don't know how to explain it, but like once you get that taste of going to the postseason and then you go into the next level of the postseason, and then, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's why we play. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, you know, until you experience it. And I experienced the postseason when I was younger, but I did not understand uh, what the mindset behind um, that was when you get into that situation and when that, you know, stage is, is at its biggest, uh, mentally. Um, so not understanding that when you were younger and also experiencing it when you are younger, because you get there very quickly is something that, you know, can become fuzzy, uh, you know, and then, and then all hell breaks loose. You go through ups and downs, you get injuries and a ton of crap is, in, you know, inserted into your career and you have to continue to keep battling and then getting an opportunity. But with all this experience that you have to gain, when you get back to that stage, it's like, wow, that's, that's somebody, you know, now that, you know, you don't want to, you know, basically whatever mess with that person, because that's somebody who, you know, uh, I read something funny the other day. That's somebody who buys their pants at Costco because they just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> so uh, that that you know that's something that that's you know that's somebody who's mentally strong and has the ability to understand what it is to play at that at that level. And uh, and what I mean by that level, I mean when the the lights are the brightest. Anyway, going back there and having the opportunity for a team that is going to consistently year in and year out get the opportunity to play uh in the postseason is what you want as a player and i and i i've heard over you know here and there is a debate with like what Derek jeter's comments have been made about like you know it's a failed season if you don't win the world series i don't know i like it you know and <laughs> I've, I've never won a world series i got two second place rings but you know i i can't imagine what it would be like to win one and and uh i mean i can but you know to experience it is another uh, level of uh, you know euphoria so I think that's something that again you get that taste of playing at the highest level and that is something um, you know you you want to continuously go out there and compete for but it also gives you the idea that uh, your 
grit and your your intensity and your aggressiveness during the regular season uh, doesn't change uh, just because it's a regular season game. And we've talked about this before, you know, game 78 should be the same as, mm-hmm. you know, game one in the postseason or game one in the World Series or game seven. So as long as that stays uh, consistent, uh, your effort and your attitude and, and um, you know, your intensity, it's, it's going to make it, um, you know, it's just something that you don't, the anxiety or the fear of failure or fear of success goes out the window when you get to that, when you get on that biggest stage. And that's something that's, it's real. Like, I don't, I don't care what anybody says because it, it's very, it's very real, but the more you can train yourself and the more you put yourself in that situation, then, you know, it's, it's, uh, it becomes, I, I, I don't want to say it's easier to perform at that level, but it's, it's, it's something that you can understand the outcome of dealing with it, even though you're not outcome oriented, you're, you, you get right. You really get right into the moment. See, I got your part, your heart rate pumping. You're going to go throw, speaking of, you're either going to go to your garage and deep fry a turkey or throw a ball against the wall. I don't know, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'll throw the turkey against the wall like, Ooh. uh, like a, a weighted ball. Like I like a, that. It's like kind a, of like, like the a, next level of a like Rocky hitting the thing of ribs. It's yeah. Like, like a medicine ball. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's great. Can you do that? And we'll send over a film crew. It's like the, the new age Rocky. Um, yeah, yeah. um, so, so was it now? We it's since it's been a while. It's been uh, let's see, uh, that would have been uh, I don't know six years or whatever. Was there? We can say now. Was there a team? And you said the Dodgers will will go three years. Was there a team that you said, oh, that would be interesting? That were sort of interested in you that checked off the boxes that you're talking about? Yeah, I think at a time like where Toronto was going and seeing that the obviously was at a younger um age you know with guys that were kind of coming and also uh houston was another team that you know was was in the same by the way i believe two good picks like they would have been good yeah they would have been good oh absolutely yeah 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 i mean i think if you look back and 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 where we are fast forward to you know if you want to say last year or the or the previous season i mean those are two teams obviously houston just recently winning the world series and and when you look at toronto i mean there are they're right there on the threshold of of uh, doing something special within the next two years, um, because you got to think, you know, you're in this two year window because these guys are going to end up being free agents. So, you know, how are we going to be able to keep all these guys? It's kind of like where a little bit where Houston's going right now, where they're at. But you know, they're obviously making the the moves to uh, be competitive in the West again, and, and not only competitive, but they're putting themselves in position yeah. to to win the division. All right, so I want to um, ask you sort of about the dynamic about, you know, when you land at the winter meetings. Not that they're like you're playing or a helicopter is landing at the winter meetings, but you get the point. Um, yeah. Although there is, I think there is a Ferris wheel around there somewhere. It's a whole big thing on that part. of I forget what it's called, part of Washington where it was. Um, but uh, you had never, you had heard about the winter meetings. I, I, I would imagine you had never been to the winter meetings, correct? No, correct. I'd never been there, no. Right. So when you get there, was it and I know that you're sort of like being ushered around and everything, but it was was it what you thought it would be? I mean, I'm talking about uh, yeah, I mean I, the press conference. We'll get to the press conference in a second, but just the whole scene. Yeah, I I guess uh, you know, from the standpoint is that you show up, obviously you get in your room, you check in and <laughs> whatever, like a normal hotel, but 
Um, I, when you go in there, you know, the carousel of, uh, MLB network, you know, all the different outlets are there, whatever Fox or, or whoever it might be that's, uh, trying to cover the winter meetings and give reports of what is going on. And everybody's trying to get information or, or, uh, what the next signing might be, or, or kind of, like you said, it's a hot stove, right? So, um, anything could be uh, cooking and then, and then done at, at, at any moment, whether it be, uh, seven in the morning or two in the morning. <laughs> so, you know, you're going all day and all night. And, uh, I thought it was very interesting how, uh, waking up the next day, it was kind of dead early, uh, from that seven, seven, seven to 10. And then once 10, 10 30 kind of, uh, came around, I mean, I, you know, I tried to take in as much as I could, but, seeing a lot of uh, familiar faces and, and uh, you know, front office uh, people who are, who are uh, there trying to make deals or interview uh, potential uh, front office members that they're trying to, you know, fill in jobs. And, and also the other side of it from the trade show, you know, not, not understanding how, how that worked. And that was a uh, very interesting um, just for the uh, people who are listening and just understanding that, you know, oh, it's crazy. Everybody's coming. Yeah. Coming you know what, with, Rich, with every I, device. So I went sun. to the winter meetings <laughs> of the job fair and a lot of minor yeah. leaguers like hire there, the teams hire there. I went there twice when I was in college. So okay. it, it, it was like, a, it was a whole scene and you go to the trade show and it's, it's so bizarre. I mean, there's so many things in terms of this yeah. baseball centric and here's here, you <laughs> I'm not gonna say you maybe you might not be even old enough to to remember this dynamic. Signing the first winter meetings I went to, I went to the trade show, and someone there was signing autographs. It was Morgana the Kissing Bandit. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I so as a Christmas present for my dad, I got Morgana to sign a picture for him. So there you go. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Now. now he- yeah, I grabbed the San Diego chicken and you got to, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but, but it, yeah, that, that, I mean, there's just a whole, whole number of things and everybody's kind of waiting for the next, uh, I don't know, shoot a drop or well, anything. But a, I think that's the one. That, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's the whole thing with like the announcement and having a press conference and how valuable it is because I think it creates buzz around the game and, you know, people at home can, tap into something that is is uh, again you buy the ticket for the emotion now how are you going to get the emotion over the over the winter is is having guys come in almost like the nba draft or whatever is happening now that you see it with major league baseball draft as kids are uh, going to a neutral site or wherever it is they're announcing they come up and you get that you get that raw emotion but i think it's something that um you know let's face it it's 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 a downtime because it's the off season but people who are true baseball fans are looking for something to kind of uh, be excited about. And, um, you know, the Jose Abreu signing, I guess that's the one that sticks out in my mind, but just even having him there come into, uh, you know, the winter meetings and, and gets the fans excited in Houston again, Mm -hmm. uh, and that fan base uh, for somebody who is going to be, you know, a, a integral part of that, that lineup and that team coming into the 2023 season. So, well, let me, let me take you. So, so you have the press conference and, and you know, a lot of people there, like I said, we, at the beginning of the podcast, you know, we, we are like, Oh my goodness, this is a gift from above where you have a press conference mm-hmm. and you come in with your wife and some, and uh, 
then you go through it. And I don't know if you had ever, other than the sort of the playoffs, like if there had been like a, you were on that much of a stage, like you are the guy, like you are the, the highlight of the day. You get up there. Was it overwhelming for you? And when you did get up there, like you said, you got emotional. I remember everyone like this and, and you can't, you can't fake that. And, I think that's another part of this is that if we took that winter meetings, if we took that off season, I would say, well, there's a top five moment because that what you did up on that stage showed all of these things that we talk about, about why baseball so good, like all of it. Yeah. So what, yeah like, what do you remember feeling when you went up on this stage that day? Well, I mean, like, you know, I think that that's the, that's the visceral part of, of, uh, the winter meetings and any kind of, um, you know, memorable moment or key moment in a player's career is kind of, you know, having that, that opportunity to be genuine towards, uh, you know, everybody that's kind of helped you get to that point um, in your career or, or, you know, how meaningful it, it is to have that opportunity because let's face it, you know, over the course of the entire uh, history of this game, I believe it's like 21,000 players have uh, gotten the opportunity to play at the major league level. And that's just to get into a uniform for one day. So when you think about the course of, you know, three years of team control and then three more years of team control with, with uh, you know, arbitration, and then finally getting the opportunity to get to free agency after six years, um, you know, I never went through arbitration. I, I uh, was always like, you know, an afterthought or, or whatever, whatever. It was just kind of, you know, a course of a career that was, uh, you know, comp- like a like a buckshot all over the map. So you get that opportunity to be, um, I don't know, get the op- to thank all the people that I got you to that op- uh, point and and uh, be given that kind of. Uh, stage and that opportunity by yourself is 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 very special uh, and unique because you understand that you know not everybody gets to do that um, but also with that you know that you've put in the work and um, you know you work hard to get to that uh, opportunity so uh, you know it's something that you can't fake <laughs> Did you did you think that you were going to get emotional? I mean, when you went up there, did you like? Oh, there's a chance. No, there's always something that you know gets me. You've seen it this year. It's tough <laughs> talking about my family or talking about uh, you know our son Bryce or you know it, it's it's not fake. It's 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 tough because it hits you and you're like, whoa! <laughs> you just you, it it's real and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you can try to you know, bite the inside of your cheeks or, uh, take a couple seconds, uh, drink some more water or whatever, or try to fake it, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it was, it was, a, it was an awesome moment. And I think that, you know, the press conferences are great, but when you see what it means to those, the people up there and, and you articulate this in, in this conversation, like, it's not just, hey, you know, I just signed this deal. It was if Aaron Judge gets done at the winter meetings and he has a press conference, yeah. he has yeah. every right to feel all the things that you're talking about. Like, yeah. yeah, sure, he's made a lot of money and he's a high profile player. Right, but to do to get and, and another part of it too, much like when you went through the year before, you had to go through and earn the right to be there 
by performing in that year, yeah. right? The contract year. So. Yeah, and right, and you, yeah, you were in the right by putting in the the time and the effort and the work, but also you have to be invited. So that's that's one thing I think that um, you know this isn't just a Halloween costume that you get to put on because you had you know enough money to go buy one in the in the pro shop. You have to be invited to to come into that locker room at that level, um, and that's something that that's that's pretty heavy when you think about it um and you know you see it all the time and my my favorite moments are you know especially in a different sport i know that you know baseball is the focus but the the stanley cup you know you see guys they always run the best commercials during the stanley cup where you know guys they just you know they have nothing to say they don't know what to say it's just like this complete euphoria that they they've won and 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 they don't know how to, you know, express it. And I think that's something that's that's really, really cool, and it's so genuine. But I think it's also something that um, during these these uh, winter meetings and these in these press conferences, that players, you know, you see a guy like Aaron Judge get up there, and, and everybody says it all the time, like, "Oh, I promised I wouldn't do this," or "I knew I knew this was going to happen." It's like you just can't you can't fake it. It's something that that hits you. It's uh, but hey, that's that's what that's what's great about, you know, the individuals because you see that they, it means so much to them. Um, and, and, you know, getting to that point um, in their careers is, is not given. You have to earn it. The last thing is, Rich, like you touched on it really earlier on in this podcast about a brave. Signs a three-year deal at 36. You signed a three-year yeah. deal at 37. Um, yeah. Uh, and now we're talking about Verlander. And now we're, you know, you're you're gonna yeah. get us on a deal. Do you think that people are getting their heads around more than ever that the age and and um you know the passing RIP to Gaylord Perry who just passed away? You know, we look yeah. at you would look at oh, you have to be a knuckleball pitcher to to be viewed as an older player. You can't be a hitter, you can't be a a regular pitcher or anything else. Do you think teams are getting their head around that a that just because of science that this is that people's lives, uh, professional lives are extended, and we should look at right. this a different way? And b that that guys have figured this out a lot better than 10, 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. Well, I also think that you, you mentioned, you know, science and, and how to take care of your body. We look at a guy like Tom Brady and what he's been able to do um, into his 40s. Um, you look at, um, you know, Albert Pujols last year and how he was able to perform. Um, and now you're going to look at, you know, Verlander, uh, Abreu going into next season. Um, but it's also not so much the capacity of science, but the ability to pitch, right, or hit. So we're not talking about power. We're not talking about throwing. We're talking about pitching, talking about hitting, talking about baseball IQ. So that's something that is needed in every locker room because as soon as you get into that point where you reach the postseason, this is where it is most valuable. And if you don't have guys in that locker room to kind of extend the olive branch of their experiences to pass on to younger players, you're going to miss that advantage it could have going into that postseason. Um, and what I mean by that is just guys over time, you can't teach experience. You have to you know, go through it and, and again, earn it. 
Um, and that's something that, um, you know, is, is, is extremely valuable to teams that want to pay attention to that. Now you'll have front offices say, well, we don't need, we don't need experience. We can just get these guys for cheap and we can have, you know, talent's going to win out and all that. What, what happens when talent doesn't work hard? What happens when talent doesn't have the experience? Because we're not talking about the ability on the field. Everybody has the ability, but what is, what is a lot of, a lot of guys are lacking is the mental side of the game. And when that kicks in, a, ability and talent goes out the window because you're, you're a deer in the headlights and you freeze up. Um, and that's something that these guys are going to bring into wherever they're, you know, Abreu is going to bring that into Houston. And everybody will say, well, he doesn't need to go in there and bring that experience or that knowledge because they just won the World Series. Well, he does because he understands what it takes to, um, you know, have a uh, long career at 36 and continue to have that um, ability to perform at an age that a lot of guys should be retiring at, correct? I mean, that's something that, um, you know, I see is, is as long as guys continue to put in the effort, put in the time and work, uh, you know, no matter if there is injury or, or you know, you lose the, uh, the, the ultimate ability to, have the performance uh, of throwing a ball as hard as you used to, or, or having the power that you used to, the mental side of the game um, only continues to get stronger. So that's something that, um, you know, players can, can uh, put their, put their efforts into as they get older. And that's, that's what teams should be, um, you know, investing in, in their clubhouse. Now I'm not saying you need to, need a whole uh, obviously roster full of older guys, but you know, you need guys that are going to be able to come in and lead and understand what it is to um, lead from the experience of, of what they bring um, into that clubhouse. I, uh, excellent stuff. I just, uh, I, you have inspired me for to go run out and buy pants at Costco, if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. But Rich, thanks so much, and uh, and I we will we'll we'll loop back and, and see what's happening. Big things ahead for you, and um, and uh, always appreciate the insight because once again, you are a player. I am not. You can offer perspective that I cannot. It's always appreciated. Yeah, no, thank you again for having me on. It's going to be exciting this next week of winter meetings and to see where players get going. I, you know, I know the fan bases throughout baseball are going to be excited to see who signs where, and hopefully, you know, it works out for their uh, for their club, and and uh, they get as excited as we are about what free agency is about to unfold this off season. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 